Welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And on today's episode, I want to talk about some of the benefits that I see with the coronavirus. Now, when I'm speaking about benefits, I'm not speaking in terms of the medical jargon or or any of the potential theories that individuals have. I'm speaking in terms of basic things that I've essentially noticed. Um, one of the things, one of the things right offhand that I've noticed is that this is one of those events similar to 9-11, uh, similar to Hurricane Katrina, you know, essentially events that really take the biases and the almost born um, prejudice that we have amongst each other. This particular event has really brought us together. We're all seemingly in the same boat. We're all seemingly looking for, you know, hoping for a cure. We're, We're adhering to the protocols and all of those particular things. So it's always good when you can have events that bring us together. But one of the things that seems to always happen once these particular things pass over is that, well, essentially we go back to status quo, right? Go back to status quo. And hopefully an event like this could actually mend some of the the, the damage that has been done over a period of time. I mean, hopefully it does, but ideally speaking, you know, essentially it may go back to status quo, but I just feel like at this particular time, it's just, it's good kind of seeing us all from every background, every race actually trying to work together, helping one another, aside from the ones that are looking to come up overnight by price gouging, hand sanitizer, and toilet paper, and, and things of that particular nature. But again, at the same time, I can't frown upon those individuals too, too much because we are in a capitalistic society, and regardless, someone is making money. But that's a different topic for a different day. Um, one of the things that I also have have noticed is that a lot of individuals are actually working from home. They're working for they're working remotely. Um, some individuals uh, are working jobs where they get they're getting furlough pay. So that's always a good thing um, as well. But I feel like some individuals, well, a lot of individuals, a lot of individuals um, live check to check. Right, little check to check, and any time an event like this occurs that knocks them out of that that routine, that routine of uh, I'm gonna get paid on Thursday, I'm gonna get paid on Friday, or whenever it is that you get paid, I have my bill set up for this, this, and this. So once there's a dis- disruption in that, it somewhat tears the foundation down that they've built and. Believe it or not, that is a foundation, um, living paycheck to paycheck. That's, that's essentially a foundation. And 
one of the things that I feel like that can be, and I'm not uh, by any means necessarily saying that I have all of my particular ducks in a row uh, as it pertains to the subject, but at the same time, I feel like that I can speak on it to a certain extent. And the extent that I want to speak on this from is that the routine is taken away and you're looking at an event that may be an event that happens essentially once in a lifetime, right? Once in a lifetime. But what that once in a lifetime event can kind of show you is that, okay, maybe I need to be better prepared, right? Um, Maybe instead of taking my check to the bank and just getting it, you know, cashed. Maybe I need to put a little bit, I need to put something over there, right? Maybe I need to take this time to kind of search some of, you know, some more of my particular options and things of that particular nature. Um, For those individuals who are in the market and things of that nature, one of the um, well, the main slogan in the market is buy low and sell high, right? So at this particular juncture, the market has been very volatile. And so um, individuals are looking to jump in. Some individuals are waiting for it to go lower. Um, but if you're like me, you do the dollar cost averaging, which means that I buy the same amount uh, each week because I invest in ETF. So I buy the same amount each week um, throughout the entire year, right? So if you apply that particular principle, you know, you'll be fine and it goes up, it goes down, you lose some, you win some, but at the same token, just leaving it in a bank account that is getting zero, actually almost probably negative interest is, that's that's not, I mean, investing it is, is better than being in a scenario like that. So, because a lot of times again when you have that particular routine you know you're you're looking for ways to get back to that particular routine but sometimes just like anything you need to upgrade it right you need to upgrade it so you need to start looking uh at more more things um a lot of the individuals that I follow because I like to treat my Instagram page um different than my Facebook page, obviously. My Facebook page is comprised of individuals, the majority of individuals that I know somewhat on a personal level the, for the for the most part. And my Instagram page is strictly for motivational purposes. I go there to learn because of the individuals. A lot of the individuals I follow are educators in their own right. And so one of the things that I have seen that has been a mainstay with them is having multiple streams of income. So going back to the paycheck to paycheck mindset is that, okay, you have one source of income. So when that one source of income essentially gets disrupted, especially in a situation like this, or even in a situation where you lose your job, um, you don't have anything to fall back on. You don't have anything that essentially can continue to keep you propped up. Um, one of the rules of thumbs that I see is you should have roughly three to six months of income saved up. Now, obviously, those particular metrics to certain individuals, that is almost seen as a unobtainable 
gold that's seen as an un, un, unobtainable um, target, right? So one of the things that I try to live by is aim is aim extremely high. So if the rule of thumb is three to six, then you should think, well, let me go 12. So that means that if you don't hit 12, you'll at least fall maybe at six or seven or eight or maybe even nine, just depending on how diligent you are in what it is that you're doing. So you'll still end up finding the event that something like this occurs again. And if you have time, again, if you're off and things of that nature, then you have time to kind of think about these things. Because I feel like one of the things that um, individuals are doing is we're fo- focusing too much attention on what seems to be a catastrophe when based on numbers and all the metrics and all those particular things like that, um, the outcry shouldn't be what the outcry is, right? But obviously, um, that statement may come off as a little heartless to some, but just I'm just working in real numbers. I'm working with the metrics. The outcry and the the way that people are operating, it doesn't, it's not warranted at the extent that it is, right? But again, that's just my mindset about it. Uh, one of the, another thing, um, people people's children are out of school now, and one of the things that I remember when I was younger, before I became consumed with sports, is one of the highlights of my days was when I was younger and when my mom would help me with my homework. Uh, my mom and my late late great grandmother. They would help me with my homework. Uh, when it was time for spelling words, they would quiz me on them. Uh, my homework, my mom, grandmother would check it, whichever one I was staying with at the time. My father, he always worked away from home, but he would, when he was there, he would help as well. So those are essentially some of the highlights of my of my youth. And <laughs> figuratively speaking, when that when they were doing that, that's when I was making my best grades. It was only as I got older that I kind of got away from that kind of, I wasn't on the path, right? Once that, but children at home now, um, parents, you can come home and that may be the highlight of some kid's life right there, that you are actually connecting with your child to help them do the homework. Um, And I know some parents, you know, they'll look at the homework and say, hey, I, I can't do that. But I look at it as a time that you and, the, you and your child can actually bond. I don't have children, but I'm just forecasting. I'm, I'm looking at it from that perspective that, dang, my child is doing homework and I don't understand how to help them. But they took good enough notes to the point that they can actually do it and somewhat teach me something as well and that's just us bonding because a lot of times one of the things that has been around is that people allow for the teachers to raise their children and when you look at it from a time standpoint the child is spending more time with the teacher than it is their parent in a lot of cases so looking at this particular time now is to get some of that time back and 
every time that you spend with your child doesn't have to be you taking them to a basketball game, taking them to practice, uh, taking them to the movies, taking them out to eat, um, you know, letting the TV babysit them. Sometimes it can be what's going on now. You're helping them with their homework. You're taking the homework. You're taking examples from the homework, and you're preparing um, problems and scenarios for them to work out as well. So you're just as much immersed in the work as the teacher is because you have been essentially relegated to that role somewhat in a part-time basis based on the magnitude of the virus, the pandemic uh, that we have now. So that is one of the things, one, that's probably the the biggest thing, biggest um, pro that I really take away from this is that your time that you spend with your child, it is different now, right? It's different because it's almost from when you're, when the child from the age of six to 18, um, on average, you're not going to spend as much time with your child as the public school or private school or charter school or whatever source of education that you give to your child unless you're homeschooling your child. But we're not speaking about that. We're just speaking about from an institutional building standpoint. You don't spend as much time with your child as they do. So just look at this particular moment as a time to actually kind of grow closer to your child because it's like you have to keep that discipline. I know some parents, and again, I'm not a parent, and one of the funny things that I heard uh <laughs> at a store that I was at was a lady was talking to another lady and she said the statement, she said, uh, well, she was asking the store owner because he was there as well. And she was just sarcastically saying that, you know, the individuals who tell you how to raise your child. And then he finished it by saying, are the ones um, who don't have children. So the whole statement is the ones who give you the advice about raising a child are the ones that don't have a child, right? And so she, uh, the lady she was saying in reference to, she stated, well, I'm an aunt, you know, and she was like, it's not the same, honey. It's not the same. So I thought that was kind of kind of funny because I'm essentially in that, that boat right now. I don't have any children, and I'm up here giving advice to <laughs> individuals that, uh, have children, but I mean, I'm not the only one. I've, you know, I scoured the net. There's a lot of individuals who don't have children that are essentially saying the same thing, but I just feel like that bit of advice isn't, um, something the same as, um, speaking about how to discipline your child or something like that. I'm just speaking in terms of they have a little extra time out of school. So, um, the structure shouldn't be broken, right? So, if they have been getting up at seven or five or six or whatever the situation is, getting ready for school, then that same structure should should be there. You should they should still get up at six or seven, not nine or ten. And if you know from from seven to three, you know schoolwork, and maybe you can be a little lax with it, but it should be um, dedicated to that because I know they have school books at home, or if they don't, I'm sure. Um, some of you have dictionaries, maybe some encyclopedias. Obviously, you know, some of you have um, internet access and you can somewhat develop a little, you know, a little curriculum for them at home if they don't necessarily have any work from, from school, um, right? So 
so that's just that's just a little uh caveat because I just feel like that helps because a lot of times I feel at least me speaking from my standpoint, I didn't feel as I got older, again, like I said, my parents weren't as involved in my schoolwork. So it's kind of it's kind of different, at least to me, my maybe my mindset is is different. Um, but it felt good when I was younger, again, when my mother and father and grandmother helped me with my, my schoolwork, because it was like, okay, looking back on it now, it's like, okay, they were just invested, just as invested in my grades as I was. But like I said, as I got older, uh, that kind of went to the wayside. So it's like, okay, well, I mean, I'm not getting in trouble, trouble. I mean, my mom, she doesn't like seeing that, hey, I got an L for her. I got a D or something like that. And I'll just give her the old, well, you know, I'll try hard next time. But it, it never got back to that 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 regimen of, okay, when you finish, bring it in here. I'm going to look over it. And if I don't understand it, I want you to explain it to me so that I can understand it, right? So it's, 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 it was one, it's one of those type of things, right? But Again, those are just some of the things that I see that can be taken away, um, you know, from this. Um, if individuals, if you don't um, have a an account with a bank or an account with any uh, type of thing where you can get some money, now is the time I feel to do it. Um, the uh, the government is, what do they just propose sending um, individuals? A thousand dollars or two thousand dollars or whatever it is and 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 that that's more than enough to um open up a trading account if you if they were giving two thousand dollars away you could put a thousand in the savings and then you could put a thousand in an investment account and you know and you could you could kind of start from there be it's amazing how a thousand dollars could actually grow and you should always um you should always have water in your house anyway um i've that's one of the things that I learned from a lot of the individuals that I followed a lot of the older scholars that I followed was that you know water is essential you should always have water in your home and not you know getting too too much into the extreme you know you should have be able to have your own food you know you know seeds and things of that particular nature but um whether or not this um pandemic passes the way that we want it to pass one of the things that i look at is that the pandemic should change uh the mindset right so it's a lot of people that weren't prepared for this, right? So when you look at a situation or scenario like this and you say, hey, I wasn't prepared for this, uh, once it passes, that should always stay embedded in your mind. So if it was like, oh, well, I didn't have enough water. So anytime you should go to the store, you should be like, oh, well, let me go buy some water, right? You know, let me go buy some water. Or, you know, I, again, I... <laughs> I'm with everybody. I don't understand the the run on toilet paper. I don't understand that run, but hey, if you feel the need that you need toilet paper, uh, you know, whenever this passes or whatever, you know, get your toilet paper and whatever other essentials that you feel that you should have. So in the event that 
something like this ever happens again, you're not caught essentially with the banana in the tailpipe or caught with your pants down. You know, whichever one of those phrases you want to attach to that. And just, you know, take this time, you know, that we're somewhat together. Essentially, everyone is in the same boat. Um, individuals with, with money, um, they, they're they hurting just, just the same way um, individuals that don't have that net worth. We're hurting as well because this economy is 70, this economy is predicated on us spending money. Right, consumers is is seventy plus percent. That's the economy. So this is why they're rolling out all these particular initiatives for you to um, spend money, borrow money, and things like that. But if you are engaging in that, just let's try to do it the smart way, right? Let's not do it the the same way that we did um, prior. If that was the way that you were doing it. Don't look at it and say, hey, well, I need to go buy, you know, these uh, shoes or whatever like that. Go go buy some stock in the shoe. And then if you want to buy the shoe later, you know, go ahead and do that. But don't don't make the momentary purchase, make the long-term purchase. And the long-term purchase is buying a share or two of the actual stock for the shoe manufacturer versus buying the shoe. And things of that particular nature, like I said, they have zero interest rates. So if you're into refinancing refinancing debt and things of that nature, you could probably appeal to get um, lower rates and things of that particular nature. So if you're borrowing money, just let's try to borrow money for an asset versus a liability, right? So, again, like I said, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do, but I just try to look at the bright side of this because it essentially has grinded everything to a halt. It's repressing a refresh button. So now's the time for more people to get involved um, in other things, um, more involved with your children, more involved with your personal finances more involved in what um your priorities are and for the individuals like myself who are still out here working in this pandemic there's still things that we can learn from this right we can again jump in the market or jump in multiple markets and obviously it's an election year and things like this so again if you're off you have more time to go through what it is that the candidates are talking about, the things that to try to decipher what can actually occur versus what you feel like is pandering, right? So it's it's so much that can be learned. Um, a lot of the some of the pages that I follow, people are encouraging, hey, this is time. Let's let's read. Let's 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 learn. Let's do this. And like I said, just treat this like a a refresher, and let's. Hit the refresh button in our minds and let's let's try to change our way of thinking and we can come out of this better than we went in, right? Just keep a positive outlook. Let's not um try to keep a negative outlook about it. So 
This is Rashad Horn. This is another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast, and I'll see you again next week. Peace.